Hey everyone, Michelle Seidling here with another episode of Food Experience Unplugged. Today we'll explore the role of food choices in the healing process. Here to help us do that is Joey Pilaro, a health and wellness coach specializing in mind, body, and soul integration. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others, as well as our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform for new content as it becomes available. Please also check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some free resources as you begin your health journey. Joey Palero, welcome to Food Experience Unplugged. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited. This is my first podcast, and I'm hoping to be able to be of service to your audience and tell my story um, of, of my experience of transformation. And if one person today comes away from this podcast with a little bit of hope that wasn't there before, I, I think I've done my job. Um, the Food Experience Podcast. I have I have a lot of experience um, with food, um, both killing myself with food and destroying my health, um, as well as healing myself with food and transforming myself into a you know healthy, robust person. Well, that is amazing, and we are are here to talk about your story, and more importantly, you know how people can use food, how food choices contribute to the healing process and regardless of what you're going through. But to start out, will you introduce yourself? And and you, you've got undergone your own transformation of, of a lot of different things. So will you will you share a little bit about that and, and what brought you to this point in your in your life and your career? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well first of all what, what I'm what I do is 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 I'm a coach. I'm a health and wellness coach. I help people to take back control of their lives, specifically people um, in recovery um, who want to take their their programs over recovery to the next level and to supplement their 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 recovery from any type of, of, of addiction and to um, make it uh, to design to discover who they are and to design the person they want to be and you know, food plays a gigantic part in that for me. My how I got to this point is is I for I'm an alcoholic and I'm a drug addict, and um, for two decades I had hit many bottoms and drew lots of lines in the sand and crossed every one of them, and over the course of two decades suffered most consequences short of death and long-term prison. And I finally had hit a bottom where I just couldn't live the way I was living anymore. And by way of part divine intervention, part uh, tough love and just being defeated on August 20th, 2009, I got the opportunity to get clean and sober and um, somehow was blessed with willingness to do the work in order to not only get sober, but stay sober and not only stay sober, but live a full life, life filled with, with good relationships and good health and purpose and meaning. And, um, so I got into recovery on August 20th, 2009, like I mentioned, and, um, 
I won't get too far into the details, the gory details of my addiction, but I don't think there's anybody um, who isn't touched by it in one form or another. Um, and unfortunately, most people like me end up dead in jail or an institution and don't get even get an opportunity to to recover, let alone, um, you know, live a life of, of contribution. Um, I didn't get well right away. When, 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 when I, I got off of alcohol and drugs, um, I entered a 12 step program and I, I took direction. I did all the hard work and I got a lot sicker before I, I got better. Um, depression, um, anxiety, um, suicidal ideation plagued me 24 hours a day. And I turned to food and essentially switching addictions. And I abused food and abused my body for five or six years. And I went from, you know, 230 pounds on, I was 230 pounds on August 20th, 2009. And I, by the time I hit another bottom, <clears throat> I was, which was March 1st, 2015. I remember the date because it's, I woke up knowing that I can't live this way anymore and that I was going to commit to, to taking back my health and taking back my life. Um, at that point, I was I was an obese, 415 pounds, and since March first, 2015, I've um, my entire life has transformed, and I've today um, I'm 230 pounds, and without any type of pills or medical in intervention, and slowly creeping towards my ideal weight and personally feel better than I ever have in my entire life. Um, food choices play a gigantic part in that. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that like all eating programs work no matter what they are. It's just which eating program am I going to be able to stick to without feeling deprived? Um, so I tried them all. I tried them all. And I tend to follow the the uh, guidelines of what not to eat as opposed to what to eat. And so the way this journey started was like any good habit starts is really, really, really small. Um, I, you know, my daily routine started with just ensuring that I was hydrated, um, walking 10 minutes a day, um, meditation. Um, it was really important to take control of my like mental my internal mental and emotional hygiene um so you know no negative self self talk no exceptions um and in the evenings not eating past 8 p.m. and writing down three things i did well at night and three things that i'm grateful for and that was it started there and i did that for i did that for a couple months and none of it perfectly until I started to build some momentum and um, some consistency. And I added to that very slowly. Um, you know, I, I, the big game changer for me was when I cut out sugar. Um, when I cut out sugar, I was really, I had no idea uh, that I was addicted to sugar. Um, it's when I cut out sugar, um, everything became so much easier for me. And so I, I, I tend to follow a diet that is um, a 
avoid it. I avoid most foods that have inflammation in it. So I, I, I actually started it with, you know, once, once I, I started to build some momentum after a couple of months, I did a, a water, a 10 day water fast, which reset my brain, my body, um, not straight water. It was, it was, um, you know, for, for 10 days, I, I drank a concoction with, um, that was, that was distilled water, um, fresh squeezed lemons, uh, aloe vera juice, a serving of plant derived trace minerals and maple syrup every two hours, every hour I was awake. And, you know, I was very surprised that like my entire system got purged all the toxins in my body through, you know, all the poor food choices and, and even the, the decades of, of poisoning myself with alcohol and drugs all came out of my body. And I, I, that, you know, I ended up losing 20 pounds and, and keeping it off. So I, I try to avoid, um, how I, I, it's different for everybody. I mean, there's, I personally, I, I stay away from dairy. I stay away from wheat. I stay away from most things that, that turn to sugar, soy, um, any, t- any, most type of flour products. Um, and I seem to, when I'm doing that, I'm able to avoid cravings and make healthy food choices. Most of the time, I think it's really important for, um, for, for me to make it easy on myself. I don't spend a ton of time preparing meals. Um, I like to, you know, eat a lot of vegetables, eat a lot of lean protein. Um, I eat a lot of fruit and, and seeds and healthy fats, uh, you know, avocados, things of that na- nature. And and if I, st- if I stick to that, if I stick to the, those don'ts, everything else seems to fall, fall into place. Wow, that is amazing. I just, I love your, just over the years, your, your dedication, your focus to kind of dissect your experiences a little bit. But what was your relationship with food? I know with, you know, drug and alcohol dependency, food doesn't necessarily even play much of a role, but maybe from, from the time you got you got cleaning with from the drugs and alcohol, you know, what was your relationship with food at that time? How has it changed over, over time, over the course of these years? Um, everything has changed. I, I think re- really what I was using food to like fill a hole in my soul. Um, I, I would just eat and eat and eat. And I was, I was doing the same thing with food that I was doing with alcohol and drugs. And that's trying to avoid looking inside. Um, my, my relationship with food, you know, my entire life was, I I had never been overweight before. Um, I, I was an athlete and, you know, although I really didn't pay too close attention of, of being super healthy all the time, um, you know, this was a new experience for me. Um, what I didn't expect that, that I would, that I would turn to food for comfort. So it really turned into like from a comfort thing to today, it's, it's a fuel and energy thing and a medicine thing. Um, everything that we put into our bodies, um, plays a huge part in being a, a healthy functioning human being. Um, you know, there's, 
health equals function. And there's four pillars, so to speak, of of good health. And they're um, phys- physical and physiological, um, cognitive and behavioral, metabolical and psychological. And food is vital for all those four things. It's it's what drives them all. So it's 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 so important. I really focus a lot on brain health. Um, I've done a lot of damage to my brain over the years, and I think you know energy is the number one predictor for succeeding in anything and feeling good. And you know the brain is what two percent of our body weight and uses twenty percent of our energy. So when I when I decide when I'm deciding of what to put into my body, what supplements to take, what nutrients to take, um, I always take in consideration like what's going to be the best thing for my brain. Okay, and then with the other aspects you, of the four pillars, is most most of the time when we think of food, you think of the physical types of of things. But you mentioned mm-hmm. you know with the other pillars. Um, how do you feel that food is playing a role in those, those, uh, the the pillars that you spoke with? Well, I mean, for me, like I'm really sensitive to food. So if I'm, if I'm not eating healthy foods, my, like, I'm not going to think clearly, you know, my emotions are going to be all over the place. If I put sugar in my body, I'm, I'm really messed up. It, It has such a strong effect on me. Um as far as like metabolical, like how my, you know, how my, how my metabolism is, has everything to do with the food that I'm putting in my body. Um, psychological, same way. Like, you know, when I'm eating unhealthy foods, um, I'm definitely prone to anxiety and depression and things of that nature. So it's, 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 it's vital to me. That's that's awesome. So that, how do you feel that, um, you know, you you got clean from the drugs and alcohol, then you're battling the food. How do you feel that food contributed to that, that decision? Or I guess you were, you were, you know, kind of abusing the food you mentioned. Um, But how was that? How was that vital to really, really turning your life around? Well, I think it had to start there. I think it had to start. It had to start there for me. Um, You know, I I had to switch my mindset of, of, you know, what food was doing for me. I was using it to to kill pain. And today I use it for fuel and energy. Um, It it has absolutely everything to do with it. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) That's no that that's good. That's just kind of that that mental transition, that refocusing on food, I think is amazing how you were able to do that and that, you know, kind of drove drove your decisions, drove drove your food choices, drove your health choices. So that that's that's super, super amazing. Now did that um you mentioned with uh you know 2015 you started you know really transitioning health wise did you have um a, other other things other wellness regimens that that you focused on or was it mainly mainly a food choices uh type of situation No I I think it it was it 
you know, food was, was the, was the start. So, you know, I mentioned the brain and energy and so, you know, healthy food choices were first. Um, I think the second thing that I focused on was my, my thinking, you know, my, my negative thinking, um, you know, they, they, they say that humans are, have 80% of their thoughts are negative and 90% of those thoughts are repetitive. Um, so that's a, those, that's a really tough situation. It has nothing to do with, with, you know, being an alcoholic or a drug addict or a food addict. It has everything to do with just being a human. It's evolutionary biology. Um, that negativity bias is in place, um, was in place ever since humans existed to protect us and it, and it doesn't anymore. So the negative thinking for me to, to flip my negative thinking was super important. Um, my mindset. And that's why I mentioned earlier, um, you know, the no negative self-talk, no exceptions. Um, the, the number one tool I use to, to, to avoid negative thinking and it is gratitude. So a gratitude practice was, was huge for me that what that looks like, it could be a spot check of gratitude, um, where, you know, throughout the day, I'll just stop for a minute and breathe and, you know, just start thinking of all the things that I'm grateful for. And I don't necessarily feel grateful all the time. Um, but I believe that the practice of gratitude generates gratitude and that's the best thing I could do for, for my negative thinking. Um, the third thing would be um, exercise. Um, exercise is super important. At 415 pounds, I started really small. I started by walking. I walked for 10 minutes. I added some some yoga. Most important thing is was for me to be consistent. So I started really small. I I put a habit in place that was tiny and impossible to fail, and I just did it over and over and over again. Um, the, the next thing would be brain nutrients, um, DHA, omega threes, B, C, zinc, folate. I started supplementing with that. I started supplementing with collagen. Um, the, the next important thing I, I think would be, um, A healthy peer group surrounding myself with people living a healthy lifestyle. I think that that's vital for me um, is to be around people who are who prioritize exercise, who prioritize healthy eating, who prioritize um, you know healthy mindset and are 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 positive. Um, the next thing for me would be uh, um, always be learning to have variety in my life and to be immersed in, and 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 something new all the time that really stimulates me and keeps me from from ruminating and getting into negative thinking um sleep i had to learn to prioritize my sleep um i think that that's a that's a huge part into living a living a healthy life my sleep when i was when i was eating unhealthy and i was piling on weight i barely slept i was i would wake up in the middle of the night with heartburn and with anxiety and racing thoughts there there was a period of time where where i was literally launching myself out of bed at night i would wake up when i hit the floor um that that um 
So that plays a huge part in it. Um, another thing would be stress management. Um, meditation is is something that I, I have a very I have a consistent meditation practice. Um, again, if you're if you're looking to implement meditation in your life, start super small. Um, I, I, for a long time, I, I studied meditation, and um, you know there's a ton of information out there about the benefits of meditation. And it's, it could be overwhelming at times. And, and when, when, when clients usually, when clients come to me, a lot of their, um, most of the time, a common thread between the issues they're have, having has, has to do with stress and overwhelm, um, and anxiety. And so when I usually, what I'd like to do is, is to teach them to meditate and try to get them to build a consistent meditation practice and almost all the time I'm, I'm met with the level of resistance of the idea that they feel like they can't meditate or they're not good at it or they don't know how to do it or they don't have the time to sit for for long periods of time and i like to break it down really 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 simple like there's two kinds of meditation there's the kind of meditation that you do and the kind of meditation that you don't do and there's no right or wrong way to do it so when i started my meditation practice it was really, really small. I started with like that three times during a day, I would stop and take three very deep conscious breaths. I would try to, to do it in the same place at the same time every day to try to make it an ingrained habit. So those are, those are, those are some of the things I think that also contributes to good health. Okay. Now, with regard to well, really all of them, but um, was it a was it a trial and case of trial and error over time? You know, understanding what what foods to eat or not to eat, or you know, focusing on that, and then you know, with the meditation, with the um, you know, associating with with uplifting people types of things. Was it was it a you know pretty straightforward? transition or did it did it take a little bit of of time to really really hone in on on what's going to work for you oh it took a lot of time it, you know there was a lot of false starts um you know a lot of trial and error um a lot of failures um a lot of different types of eating plans to find the ones the one that worked for me um a lot of different type of exercise plans to find the one that to find the one that worked for me um it took me a few years to get into a, a groove where I knew what I needed to do on a daily basis to stay healthy. Um, so yeah, it's um, like I was mentioning before, I don't think that, that I don't think there's an eating plan that that's out there that doesn't necessarily work. It's finding out the one that works for you, the one that you're actually going to stick to without being like feelings of, of deprivation. So my, my, my eating is, is, you know, I, I mentioned that I, that I stay away from most foods that are inflammatory to me and how I tested that was with a, an elimination diet. Um, I, I took all the, all the foods that cause inflammation and I didn't touch them for 30 days. Um, and then I implemented one at a time. I would implement, let's just say dairy is one of, was one of the things that I didn't eat. Wheat was, was one of the things that I didn't eat. Soy was one of the things that I didn't eat. Um, dairy did i say dairy dairy is one of the things i didn't eat and then i slowly imp I, I would introduce them you know i'd come off the 30 days and i'd introduce say legumes and i would see how my body would feel and then i 
pull it right back out. And, and after a day or two, I would see how my body would feel. And I would test each one like that. And what I found is that, that pretty much all the things in that list, not only make, you know, mess with my cravings, but actually put me in physical pain. Um, I also have, I also have Lyme disease. And so keeping my, my inflammation down is, is super important. Um, so I found that like with my exercise, I need to, I keep it really short and I, and I, and I make sure that I can do it consistently every day. So I do something called the five Tibetan rites, which is a, um, a series of five different movements that you do 21 repetitions of each. And that's been something that I haven't missed in, in over five years. And I can do it in under 30 minutes and I can do it in my apartment. Um, I can always, you know, when the gyms were open, I, I went to the gym. I try to hike, get outside into the mountains out in nature and, and hike as much as I can. But those baseline things are, are always in place. And I need to be able to do it no matter where I am, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what's on my plate, I got to be able to fit that in. Mm, absolutely. So just kind of including making sure those, those habits are consistent. So absolutely. Now what um, you, when you're, you know, you're working with clients, things like that. I mean, you've tried so many different with the diets and different meditations and, and other things. So really, is there, is there any situation that, that you, that a client has that you haven't been through yourself? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I think any, any time I, 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 I work with a client, I, I try to first and foremost, really truly understand them and take the time to, to know um, exactly where they are in their life what it is they've tried before or haven't tried um, to get, to get some clarity around what it is that they're trying to achieve and where they, where they want to go. And that's on, uh, on an individual basis. Um, the, the next thing I would do is try to identify what their strengths are and what their values are and their virtues are. Um, the next thing I would try to understand is, you know, what's in the way, like, what do they see as obstacles? So like, um, and exactly where it is they want to go and why it's important to them. Um, and then I, then I'll just design, I'll design a system for them that they can implement in their life and do it and to break it down into small step, steps and add a little by to little, to a little bit, to a little bit, to a little bit, and be willing to, you know, adapt and be malleable to, to fit their needs, whatever it is. So each, each, person I have to deal with individually because not what works for me. It's the same thing with sobriety. Like what works for me and how I stay sober might get somebody else drunk. Like what, you know, what I do to stay healthy and uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually might not work for you. So I think it's a trial and error, error process, but, but if I think there's some fundamentals that, you know, that we could start with that are essentially universal and go from there. Okay, absolutely. And just really understanding, I mean, coming in, they, they likely know your story or, or in, in your conversation with them that they will know your, your story and your background. So that's wonderful that you can, you're contributing. These were my experiences. Here's, and that kind of helps you relate a little bit better to their situation, perhaps. Yeah, I think that, that, that that's important. I think there's, there's one thing to, to understand intellectually, 
um, what it takes to meet your health go- goals or to, you know, live a fulfilled life. Um, for me, like it's the, the fact that I have personal experience that I've walked the path that they're trying to walk. And I've, I've come up against most of the obstacles and, and challenges and I've done the trial and error and I've failed over and over and over again. And I've, you know, voraciously studied, you know, anything that has to do with why people do what they do and <clears throat> how to optimize your life. Um, I think I'm able to take that, that, that knowledge and wisdom and experience and, you know, distill it down and be able to trans that transfer that information to them basically decades of personal experience in a very short amount of time so it definitely helps okay and now with regard to as you were um you know understanding you know what foods what uh eating habits work for you how what what skills do you feel that you acquired during during that time and how have those skills you know with regard to your food choices how has it helped in other aspects of your life you think um like i mentioned before it's the the most important thing to me and i think you, you know um vital f- for to succeed at anything is my energy levels and that is 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 largely driven by what it is I'm putting into my body, the fuel that I'm putting into my body. So it, it affects all aspects of my life. It, it affects my work life. It, it, it affects my relationships, you know, not only with, with my relationship with myself and my body, but my relationships with my higher power, my relationships with my family, uh, my relationships to the community. Um, so food for me is, is the first step. Like if I'm not, if I'm not eating healthy, I don't have the energy to, to show up. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's kind of, kind of the basic, the basic uh, building block, so to speak. So excellent. I think so. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Now, what are, what's a, what are some first steps that people can take if they're trying to really use food and wellness to to uh, to meet their health goals, or if they're trying to overcome an, an ailment of some kind, what are what are some mm-hmm. first steps people can take to to start that off? <clears throat> like I would suggest starting really small. Um, you know, it, it it could be not eating past eight p.m. and just start there and try to do that consistently for a little a little bit. And when you, when you're able to do it consistently at, at a little something else, it's, it's like I mentioned earlier, the, the sugar thing was, was huge for me. When I removed the sugar off the menu, everything else became a lot smoother. So, um, I would suggest like paying really close attention to your hydration and the amount of water that you're drinking. Um, I would suggest like, if you want looking to implement a, an exercise program, to start with walking five minutes a day. Um, if I really suggest that, that elimination diet, it's really hard to, to make any, um, you know, definite suggestions because aside from the, the from the real, from the basics of that we all know about, like it's, it's always better to, to avoid sugar. It's always better to, you know, eat a lot of, um, 
eat a lot of vegetables and to, you know, eat high quality meats, um, healthy fats. Each, each particular food affects each body in a different way. So I think the only way to get a baseline for that is to like remove any foods that cause inflammation and then put them back into your diet one at a time and see how you feel, see how it affects your energy, see how it affects your sleep, see how it affects, um, you, you know, cravings and, and, and how you're thinking about food and, and just to do it a little at a time. Okay. Absolutely. So that that's excellent. I love just kind of kind of gradual and and sparking your curiosity, if nothing else, is for for how you're how you're helping yourself and how you're how you're moving forward. Amen. Another important thing for me is that I had to learn is to be more mindful when I'm eating. That's that's basically my biggest challenge. I'm all about okay. I'm going to eat this food. I'm going to get my fuel so I can go do what I, you know, all the important things that I need to do. And, you, you know, I, I started by slowing down. I started to slow, I'm learning to try to start to slow down a little bit to, to think about the food, to think of, you know, how it was grown or, or how many people, were, you know, had to contribute in order to get this food onto my table, to really look at the colors and take in the smells and, and to eat a bite at a time and, 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 and chew it a lot more. And, and when I do that, I enjoy it a lot more and I actually get more energy from it. So mindful eating is, is something that, that where I struggle and I'm learn I'm trying to implement that into my life more. And when I do, I notice that, you know, first off, I'm, I'm, I'm full way sooner than I'm th- I think I'm full and I don't need as much food as I think I need. And that, I don't know. I just, I just feel, I, I just really feel the, the, the benefits of it and how important it, uh, um, that it is when I'm paying really close attention to it while I'm doing it. I love that. That's fantastic that you've got that focus, that, um, you know, control, if you will, over, okay, here's, here's how I'm feeling. Here's what, here's the fuel I'm going to put into my body right now. And, and just kind of really, really seeing the, the benefits of it, seeing that the good effects and, and the, uh, you know, either less eating or, you know, staying hydrated. I love, love your, your focus and your drive toward understanding your body and understanding what it needs. So now, Joey, how can people get in contact with you? If they want to know more um, information. I mean, they can get in, look me up on LinkedIn. They can go to my 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 website, which is is www.efficacycoach.com. That's e f f i c a c y dot com, and uh, that's the best way to get in touch with me. Sure. Okay. Excellent. So we will include that in the show notes. And awesome. Joey, it's been a pleasure. I love you, the story of your own transformation and how really you've paid that forward and you're able to really relate to your clients and relate to people and, and really help to spark their own transformation. That's super, super important. And I really appreciate you, you taking time today to be on our show. Oh, it was a good experience. It, it was definitely, um, like I said, this was my first, first podcast and I was super nervous. And I really just wanted to focus on seeing what I could do to, to, in hopes that I could add some value to someone's life and that somebody who is in a position where 
they feel like their eating's out of control, their weight's out of, they're out of control, that their life's out of control, that it is possible to, to put the brakes on and turn the car into the other direction and very slowly climb out and grow. Absolutely. So we are sure grateful that that you were able to grow and now you're able to help your clients too as well. So thank you so much, Joey. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. 